Hello. Hello, I have no idea what you're doing. Oh. Sir. What? The music's still playing. Oh, hang on. I know, but it, it was it was mixing down then, so I, I opened it up so we could talk. That was seamless. There will be a point at some point in the future where uh, I remember to shut down the audio on Mixler so that um, so that I don't get utterly confused when you when you come back ah. to me. Yeah, that would get you every time. It's all right. It's only us in. It's only us here I, at the moment. I know, which is really nice. There's uh, no anxiety as a result, which is really quite pleasant. So how did you feel about last week? So that was the first proper week where we'd had people. Did it make you feel anxious? Um, yeah, but not in a really bad way because it was all people we kind of knew. So, like, they were... It was nice people. And that makes it easier. It was people we knew. Yeah. Were they all so nice I fear people? I fear, that, I, fear that, well, yeah. I fear their judgment less than I do of strangers. Yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely yeah. fair. Um, you'll be glad to know, you and the listener, will mm. be glad to know that um, I am still totally full of phlegm and don't have wow. a clue what I'm talking about. Is that um, you're setting some sort of record there for the amount of longevity of cold? Because that's, what, three weeks? Well, I don't know if you remember, but a year or so ago, I no. had a cold for about four months, so... <laughs> Yeah, did we diagnose that one as cancer? Or I can't remember. I think you probably did. Yeah, probably. The thing is, I haven't specifically checked. Uh, checked for cancer. I mm. went into that long um, that long evaluation process for autism, which seemed more important, but I didn't look into cancer at all. <laughs> well, so, no, you're wasting your time, aren't you? You're looking in the wrong place. Yeah. You're looking for all the right answers, but in all the wrong places. Uh, I should have been looking for autism in me prostate. You're looking and, for autism in all the wrong places. <laughs> cancer in my in my brain. Suddenly, that's got less funny. That whole thread, yeah. Yeah. isn't that isn't that weird? I find it really easy to joke about, uh, make jokes about cancer until mm. one specifies a particular part of the body, and then it just seems to stop yeah. being funny almost instantly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've got one of those. I, I think I could I could probably joke about ball cancer because it feels like you could lose a ball. True, and it's yeah, on the outside true. of your body practically. <laughs> It didn't hold Hitler back, did it? No. Well, no, he did pretty well. Yeah, did yeah. He... Like, I mean, you know, he really. But we do. Do we know why he lost the ball? I I think for the um uh, for the purposes of a song. I think he did have only one ball, didn't he? He yeah, but he had it removed just for the song. Oh, I see. Yeah, he it, was like it's like um it's like Van Gogh surrendering his ear, you know, to his he um he lost a. Uh, he lost the ball. Probably gave it to his muse or something. He um he was probably his people were probably bringing him uh all, all sorts of foreign propaganda so that he could keep abreast of things and stay angry. And they brought his... him they brought him that song from Old Blighty. Uh, the uh, Hitler has only got one ball, and he was like, "No, that's my name. I'm not happy with that. Uh, only got one ball. This is not okay." But then, as the song progressed, he thought. Oh, but it is quite jaunty, though, isn't it? Yeah, I do. Quite, have it I off. do quite like the meter. Go and lop it off. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Because Eva, he... Eva, come here with that hatchet. Because that's and we'll one... have at it. 
that's one thing that people don't often no. uh, really credit Hitler with is his commitment yeah. to a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the ultimate comedian. Yeah, no. See, there was a whole train of thought I was going to go down there, and I'm not. He didn't even. He didn't even really have that. I was yeah. gonna. I was gonna. The, the sentence mm. I was gonna start with, uh, which I'm happy to own up to, is mm. uh, he wasn't even that upset about Jews, and 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 it's just as well I lost momentum on it. I feel yeah. like no, no. I was going to the same place, and I don't. I, I don't feel like that's a a well that I particularly want to. Uh, stick my bucket down. It's a deep, deep well full of the misery yeah. of uh, generations. Millions of, millions of people. Millions and millions of generations of generations. Um, yeah. So, I don't have a, a clue what to talk about. I feel like a couple, a couple of weeks ago, I felt quite burned out mm. about the idea of podcasting because it felt like I'd yeah. done quite a lot of it in a really short yeah. stretch of time. Not not just the twenty four hour thing, but also um, a couple of our shows and and the um, fantastic cast and and we we tried to do a, a couple of guest appearances. Well, one guest appearance <laughs> that we tried twice um, that didn't quite work out. Um, but now I just feel kind of I isn't I don't know I don't know if I'm just tired, but I don't know if I've got anything to say. No, no, that cannot be. That cannot be the case, Nick. Doesn't sound like me. Does I, I it? got. I got. Uh, oh, you're going to hate me. I got asked on Sunday. No, Saturday. I got asked about um, our podcasting. It's like, how do, you, how do you find something to talk about? And I said, "Well, you've not met my friend Nick." <laughs> and I meant it in a very affectionate way. But whenever I'm with you, there's always something to talk about. So I don't believe that at all. I tell you something I was musing about the other day. This won't take us long, but I was musing about it. I've been listening to John Cleese's audio book of his autobiography. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I've just finished it today. I have to say, I think it's the best audio book I've ever heard. Oh, it you is, listen to a few is, as well. It is. There's some proper value-add stuff in there. Like He does skits. Michael Palin comes and does the intro and outro. There's clips of shows that he was on. It's it's really, really interesting. And it spans the period from birth um, up until 1969 when he's just about to do the first Python. Oh. So it, it's a f- 13 hours of it. Uh, I assume there'll be another volume. Um, but it, but it's absolutely fantastic. But there's something he was, he was talking about... Um, uh, English dining culture of the 1960s and uh, how unsophisticated it was. And um, he started saying about what the essential criteria were, one of which was the food was nice and hot. A <laughs> piping hot meal was... Taste was secondary to things like the food being good and hot. Right? And I, I sort of thought nothing of it until I went to see my mother and her partner again this weekend. That's two weekends in a row. She made a bid to make it a hat trick, um, but I think I'm going to uh, stymie your efforts by not going. Um, but she mentioned a meal that her and her partner, Brian, had been out on the night before, and she must have mentioned on three separate occasions how nice and hot the food was. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think... Apart from food being stone cold, yeah, I don't think the temperature of my food has ever been a major issue when I go out and eat. I never, 
I never think, oh, well, I, I wasn't so sure that I liked it, but at least it was good and hot. Yeah. It, it, it's presentation and flavour, I think, are way above uh, hotness on my scale of important things. But it's amazing that he'd, he'd spoken about culture in which my mum grew up. I'd never really noticed the behaviour before, and she demonstrated it for me. She gave me an immediate demonstration of that that particular sort of proclivity of the English to concentrate on odd things when it comes to um, recreational activity. Right. Well, I suppose it would be a bit depressing if we concentrated on the flavour, wouldn't it? Well, in the 1960s, it would have been very depressing. Yeah. And lots I mean, of boiled you, foods, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. That's see, I, I'm not sure how much of that is, is true, or whether um, my belief that up until, like, 1976, everything was boiled, I think that might be as much down to um, Asterix. <laughs> and their and their characterisation of the English and the British, sorry, than it, than it is of anything I learnt from my parents or from um, uh, UK pop culture. I I don't know how much of it is um, actually about English food so much as a particular sort of English archetype of person who doesn't yeah, like the, their food too tasty. Yeah, well, that because it would elicit an emotion, and emotions yeah. uh, the, you know, in traditional that we, we, we're all so desperate to get back, back to post-Brexit. That, yeah. that sort of traditional stiff upper lip where you repress absolutely everything and go off to some far distant corner of the world and um, murder people. Uh, but dispassionately. Uh, to, to, dispassionately to get that pent-out rage up. But the fact that your mother never really loved you, it, it never really goes away, does it? No matter how many of them you kill. Was, um, <laughs> them. Was, um, was Spock uh, meant to be a comment on the English? Do you suppose? What, Dr. Spock? Yeah. The famous dildo manufacturer? Yeah, him. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He is pretty cold and dispassionate, isn't he? But he's logical, and I'm not sure the British are that logical. Well, but we might pride ourselves on it. I don't want to just beat up... I mean, it's not, it's not all English he's... people. We clearly, not... we clearly do like flavour, because, because, uh, because, because we like going for curries. Oh, I'm telling you, we got mad flavour now. Yeah, but... Um, the uh, the part of the reason that I'm a little bit concerned that I don't have very much to talk about is uh, this week is that I spent a lot of time around uh, work and work colleagues, and there've been like uh, Christmas dues and and birthday meals and and stuff like that. And I've got some lovely work colleagues, but at the same time, most of the observation. Most of the observations of human behaviour and most of the things I've really been um, preoccupied with this week have have been uh, things that I feel it might not be that politic to talk about because they're really irritating things about people. Fair enough. I work with, um, and I, I had uh, that was uh, that was brought to the fore today when I had to go and buy a, 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 a secret Santa thing. For someone, oh. and I was all in on the secret Santa thing because um, because I like a lot of my colleagues at the moment, and we just had to get a mug, and it was fine. And I realised that the person I'd drawn mm. was someone that not only did I not really know enough about to get them a nice mug, 
Like any joke my guy could have got them would have had way more way more negative and far reaching connotations than would be fun, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I'm just thinking just how not autistic are you, Nick, when you consider that you may not be able to buy a suitable mug for a stranger. I mean, it's a pretty benign, it's a pretty benign gift, isn't it? I mean, it, you could probably like follow gender stereotypes, quite you know. It feels like there might be rules. That... <laughs> I don't know. Oh god! I'll tell you what I noticed on Saturday is is fucking gender bias. Santa's up to his old tricks again down in Ferndown. Which gender bias? Santa. The same gender biased fucking Santa we go and see every year, the bastard. He um yeah. Is again. he a white Santa? Oh, of course he is. Yeah, Very. you probably he's, shouldn't he's go a white to him. Male. Now that and I've seen black Santas, I'm not going back. He doesn't say he doesn't say ho ho ho. He says privilege, privilege, privilege. <laughs> when I, when I say now that I've seen black Santas, I don't mean I'm not going back to the black Santa. Yeah. I mean once you've seen um once you've seen a black Santa, mm. uh, why would you? Uh, like, basically, I'm going to take it as a given that most of them are alcoholics, but um, why would you actually want to see the ruddy red cheeks? I feel you're like saying, I'm st- stepping into really sketchy territory. Um, you're saying once you've gone Black Santa, you won't go Back, back Santa. Santa. Exactly, yeah. Mm. I don't, I mean, they, I don't know. I feel quite uncomfortable with where I've gone. <laughs> anyway, so... so um, uh, gender cliched Santa Claus, right? We went yeah. with this year. We went with two boys and two girls. Although one boy was a baby in arms, um, so therefore uh, Santa did not deem him human enough to give a gift. Fair. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I yeah, I agree with them. I as I was saying, they're not really full term till they're about two or three, are they? Bless you. He was quite premature. So Nick, can you? Oh be my god! Sen- I'm sorry. Can you be a little more sensitive? Sorry. Um, <clears throat> But no, he's he's lovely. But um, yeah, I, I was talking to his parents and I said, basically, I don't really like babies until they can control their necks. I said, I don't, I've got no time for human beings. <laughs> I have no control over the necks. And I agree with me that that was a reasonable stance to take. I think so. That was quite nice. That was quite a nice bonding experience. But um, so so essentially one, one boy of um, present giving age uh-huh. and two girls between the ages of six and nine. And uh, the boy, uh, who is four years old, got a lovely, lovely tractor. Lovely yeah. tractor that you pull back and it, it uses kinetic energy to to whiz off. Lovely, lovely tractor. Very mm-hmm. nice. My daughter got uh, a bag and some pens to colour in. Oh. And, and uh, her cousin got a craft set. That's a bit it's cheeky. Like, give him a fucking toy. <laughs> Yeah. You're Santa Claus. Give him a toy, you tight old bastard. Why did only one of them why did the only one of them get the tractor? That's Well, because he had a penis. Wait, so who got the craft toy? Was that another daughter? I sorry, I got That was another girl. Yeah, no, I said it. You weren't listening. I was was kind of listening, but um you don't look at me during (laughs) I lose track. Also, I've become really preoccupied that it's uh, that we decided last week that the most important thing we should do in the intervening week between last week's show and this week's show yeah. was we should work out to what extent, like we should work out what we think is an appropriate amount to address mm. the chat room, uh, and, and and we never had that conversation. Oh well, we should definitely have it now. 
Yeah. Oh, hello, James. Um, I, I, I just, I wanna, I wanna say hello to the chat room because even though there's only one person in the chat room other than us at the moment, it is someone who, um, who was here when I rushed off very quickly last week to go to the toilet, and I feel I should apologise for it because that was really bad podcasting. Uh, it was really this bad is fucking form. gold, mate. Was it? It, it was. Uh, it was a little bit. I, I realised I had a nervous tick. Uh, I've got so many uh, verbal n- nervous ticks, but uh, one one of them came out there that I didn't even know I had. Which we'd already agreed I was going to rush off to the toilet, but I felt I was still leaving you all in the lurch. So I uh, shouted goodbye, which would have been a good time to stop talking. And then I just shouted, "Bear with me." At yeah, the top brilliant. of my voice. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean in that context. No. What, what was I getting at? I assumed you were talking to your cock. <laughs> I'm sorry I've made you wait. Bear with me. I don't, I don't think I was. I don't know. You might have been. Um, oh, yeah, God. Last week. Last week's episode was amazing. That story. Mm. That story you told was epic. Thank you. I've been picturing I've been picturing you jizzing all over vehicles ever since. Yeah. Gathering like great clots of wallpaper paste. Yeah. That might actually be why I've I've not been able to get any enthusiasm up for anything else all week. I re- I really regretted being bullied into changing my um Twitter screen name as well to the, the cum guy when you shared the show event on Facebook without thinking I shared it. I then realised that all my family now have seen that I've changed my Twitter handle to the cum guy. So that's going to make Christmas that little bit extra special, I think. <laughs> the, the good news is uh, the it's link I gave... It's going to get brought up at some point. It's going to get brought up. Uh, I'm going to be dreading it. I'm going to get angst about that now. Uh, the link I gave was the wrong link as well. It was to last week's show. <laughs> I was looking at it for a while. I was very confused. I, was, I, I didn't understand why I couldn't hear you coming over the... I'm having a bit of trouble with the technological aspects of this new normal. Mm-hmm. I Do you know what I liked most about... Because it was a bit anxious making last week. And the thing I liked most is when you started giving me uh, notes <laughs> while we were doing it live. Oh, you're popping a lot. You pop- I can't... What, what can I do about it right now? Stop, Nothing. Stop talking directly into the mic. But I, I wasn't very far away from it. And and to be fair, I haven't got the most amount of room here either. I've kind of hemmed myself in. And I'm probably going to have an epileptic fit at some point. We um, have put our Christmas decorations up now. Uh-huh. And uh, this year on my wall where I've got my bits of comic art that I've got in frames, I've put some lights around, and they're only cheap white lights. Uh-huh. And they basically, you know, these ones that run through a cycle of effects. Oh so, God! So, it's, it's almost like they're the set they use to advertise the the one with the control, where you can actually set it to a, a particular uh, a particular uh, type of sequence that you like. It just cycles through them. So at the moment, it's quite nice, just gently dimming in and out. It's very relaxing. But then all of a sudden, it yeah, cut into this bright strobing manic flashing session it makes me feel anxious Nick I can I can imagine can't you switch it off yeah but it's Christmas isn't it you've got to have the lights on I mean, I've turned <laughs> yeah, off fair. I've Every- turned off the, the train and the thing that would have made noise behind me because I was um, respecting you and I didn't want you giving me notes about oh can you hear your Christmas decorations going 
Would I have been able to hear your Christmas decorations go? Oh, you mean the noisy ones? Yeah, one of them you would have. And I haven't got Santa on either, but he's above my head on his little parachute. God, I love tacky crap at Christmas. I know, you really do. Your house. Yeah, no, I really, yeah. Um, I love visiting your house, but you mm. have some stuff that comes out at mm. Christmas, yeah. uh, or at least you have had in the past, that actually yeah. gives me the fucking fear. Oh, that big Santa's gone. That but good. I didn't like him. Yeah. I yeah, did not like that big Santa. That, that was the whole point. The whole point was he was really grody. So we we loved it. I, I think he actually got broken. So, but um, yeah, we accidentally. Kind of, yeah, he was given to us by my mum, and we've hated it from the um, from the minute we had it. But the more we hated it, the more we loved it because Christmas is that time of year. Last year. I don't know if it was Christmas or around the, mm. around some birthday when we saw my parents. Um, they gave us these two massive, like, knitted... I think they were clowns? Brilliant. I don't know. Everyone and loves a knitted clown. They they get... They, they, and apparently that is a thing that... Well, someone, told, do. someone told me that Greek... Someone told me that Greeks have started doing it. I suspect it's just my mum. Um, yeah. But a, well, no. Um, a unfortunately, Greek. no one a really. A Greek t- has started doing it. Sorry, a Greek has started. A doing Greek, it. yeah. Um, she is. She is not representative. I don't think. Uh, but the problem is that Noah really took a liking to it while my parents were there, so we had to kind of disappear them uh, at a, t- a, a time and in a way that he wouldn't notice luckily two or three months ago you could still get away with disappearing stuff and he probably wouldn't really register it was gone now that isn't necessarily the case he seems to remember quite a lot of stuff you wouldn't expect him to remember um earlier today actually it's quite cute because amy was amy's at a birthday um out at a friend's birthday this evening so i was i was doing a, a the boys dinner and um, I I went out to the kitchen and they both came out to the kitchen with me. And um, I have to keep quite a close eye on the boys with the little dog because she's a bit of a lunatic. She's a, is she a biter? Um, she's bitten her sister. She's bitten the other yeah, dog. So... Dogs bite each other all the time. It's how they tell each other they love each other, isn't it? By giving yeah. them a friendly love gash. I don't know if I don't know if we would have necessarily talked about it. Um, no, it it would have all hopefully been yeah it would have all been over by the time we started doing the podcast because we actually saw a dog psychologist. But yeah. Willow Willow used to full on attack Anya, so I know you and I have talked about it, but I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show. Maybe and, uh, um, our comic book podcast at the time you might have mentioned it in person. Oh yeah, yeah probably and um and so. I mean, I, I I tend to be of the of the opinion. I think the dynamic in your house was probably a little bit different, but I tend to be like I tend to subscribe to the idea that you have to be really careful all the time with dogs and really small children. Yeah. Anyway, just oh yeah, um, just because they could bite their heads off. Yeah, and you don't really know what's going on in the dog's head. You have you have introduced oh. an. Another... Sorry, yeah, no, the dog, the, the dog could do something as well. That's true. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the the uh, James who is in the chat room used to actually live with us, and uh, uh, <laughs> has pointed yeah. out that Willow, the dog we're talking about, used to like to piss on him, and he's not even into that. So um, the thing that's worth mentioning at this point More is more of a shit man. 
yeah, James lived with me for a really long time. Um, Not me. No, the, the, the James is in the chat room. Uh, lived with me for a really long time when it was just me, him, and uh, the older dog, Anya. And the stuff he used to get into with Anya was kind of probably <laughs> actionable. Um, there were there were he used to wrestle her on the stairs in ways that that uh, suggested to me that that he liked engaging in death play. I I I am. Um, I actually was worried that at some point I'd come home after they'd been in the house all day and uh, and they'd have had an accident on the stairs and, and I'd find them both dead at the bottom of the stairs in a heap. Or you'd come home and they'd both be lying in your bed smoking a cigarette. Yeah, just the one cigarette, passing it between <laughs> yeah, them. Between them, yeah. Except she doesn't have opposable thumbs, so he'd have to help with that. But I Maybe mean, what, mid-afternoon and the sun would be sort of just shafting through the, through the window. Shafting. Bathing, bathing her in a radiant light. She's not even a beagle. No. They smoke, don't they? Oh, God, yeah, they smoke like uh, beagles. There's a lyric. I think it's a pop bleat itself lyric. The rhythm, it smoked more than a beagle. Uh, the problem with pop culture is a lot of the jokes around beagles smoking tend to suggest that, that they do it because they like it. Oh, they do. I had a mate who had a beagle. They have he, preference. He used to he used to like the smoke, and he used to like a single malt. <laughs> and it would sit up late at night and tell you dirty jokes. <laughs> I told my about I told my, uh, I told my favourite joke to several of my colleagues um, over the course of two days. One of, one of those days being the Christmas uh, the Christmas meal. Um, have I told you the welding mask joke? No. Shall I tell you the welding mask joke? Yes. Do you think that's appropriate podcasting? Yes. So there's this little boy, yeah, he's about 10-ish, probably a little bit younger, I can't oh. really tell boy ages. And um, and he's walking along some like deserted street in backwards America somewhere. Uh, backwards America being one town in the middle of nowhere that all like these things are set. And he's just walking along the side of the road and he sees this welding mask on the on the side of the road and he goes over to it and uh he he picks it up and he puts it on and it's oversized you know because it's a grown-ups welding mask and he flips it up flips it down flips it up flips it back down again thinks well i like this and carries on walking and after a little while this pickup truck pulls up alongside him and um there's this grody old guy you know the sort in uh in the driver's Hi. seat and he calls across and he says hey son uh, do you uh, do you want a lift? I'm going down the road. And the kid looks down the road. He flips up his uh, welding mask, looks down the road, looks at the guy, says, "All right," and gets in uh, in an English accent for some reason, and gets in uh, in the car in the pickup truck. So they go a little way down the road, and after a little while, the old guy says to him, "Son, do you know what frottaging is?" And the kid flips up the welding mask and says no 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 i don't uh and then he flips the mask back down and they go a little bit further down the road again and the old guy says uh son do you know what uh masturbation is and the little boy flips the welding mask up and says no 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 idea flips the welding mask back down and uh and they go a little bit further down the road again and the old guy says to him son do you know what fellatio is 
And the kid flips the welding mask up a little bit annoyed at this point and says, Mister, I'm not a real welder. One of my, uh, one of my colleagues who I don't know that well, he's actually not one of my colleagues. He's one of the, the bosses who happened, hap- who, for, of one of the other departments who happened to be there. He, um, uh, one person laughed and he kind of laughed a little bit. And I said, do you know, I actually think that joke's, you know, I thought that joke was a bit funnier. And he said, oh no, oh no, the joke is really funny, but your delivery for the first half of it made me (laughs) think that it would be much funnier. (laughs) Which I thought was the most diplomatic. (laughs) Too much set up. Not enough punchline. Is this what we're going to do from now on, then? We're going to uh, alternate weeks. We're going to bring a bit of prepared material. That wasn't prepared. Did that sound prepared? <laughs> Not really. Although, uh, once you started telling it, I realised you had told me before. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, OK. <laughs> so that's probably why I didn't didn't laugh that much. Uh, thanks to James in the chat room for uh, supporting me on that, on that <laughs> endeavour. It's very good of him. If slightly. I think, um, I think those American cheeseburgers have gone to his head. Um, I think they go to the tummy, don't they? Isn't I've that how not. biology works? I'm a straight bit, I'm a bit the, turned around the by all the autism cancer right? talk earlier, so... Okay. Well, fuck, that sounds like the worst sort of all. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid it's cancer. Cancer of your autism. Well, you'd kind of want it gone, probably. So, um, that actually, that is something... That is a conversation I had this week that was a little bit insufferable, was a friend of mine posted some actual... Uh, like this, this infographic mm. talking about um, how uh, basically putting to bed the whole uh, anti-vax autism link. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, which has been disproven for for quite some time. The original research that it's all based on has been mm. disproven for, for quite some time. But like they're putting the weight of some statistics and some other studies that attempted to prove a link. That, that have failed to and, and talking about how many I think thousands of people have actually been tested and within two comments on my friend's post not on mine but within two comments of uh, my friend posting that um, the, uh, somebody really belligerently uh, <laughs> crashed in and said oh I'll just tell that to my friend whose child got autism the second they got uh, vaccinated then and uh, and then we were off and it what, took, like a, it, was it like a bell was it it just yes. turned bing and after a, after a few, um, I think it was only like a couple of posts into it, someone said, uh, always trust the mothers or something. And it's like, oh, it turns out that at the moment, even though at the moment I have a preoccupation with bad science and, okay, autism, uh, I'll admit it, I'll cop to it. I know no one's really noticed, but I might be a bit obsessed with it at the moment. Mm. Um, but, but apparently I really, really have a problem with the idea that parents are infallible. <laughs> yeah. That, that apparently really gets my goat. Now, I kind of um, lost my it, temper is it, a your, bit. is it your own fa- fallibility you feel horribly aware of, or your parents' fallibility that you are you're using as the benchmark here? I I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, that's know. fair. I mean, I think I was. I I think actually, even though, even though my parents, even though it's not, it wasn't a great situation, and sometimes it was a bit horrible. At least. At least you know there's a level at which I'm almost uh, almost totally cold-hearted about it all. So, but I I know nearly all of nearly all of the people I know who have um, nearly all of the people like there are loads of them. A lot of the people I know who've been abused by family members and stuff like mm. that. 
their parents should have known. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do Do you see see what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, and and then there are loads. There are loads of situations where um, there are so many situations where even when parents haven't been guilty of actual abuse they've been guilty of such neglect there are so many of these cases that it seems so dangerous and simple-minded to suggest that that they will always they should just always be given the benefit of the doubt that bothers me yeah parents yeah but only only a lunatic would do that i mean that's well there's a lot of there's a lot of that sort of lunacy yeah but people invalidate their argument as soon as they assume that being a parent bestows some sort of wisdom upon you that you wouldn't otherwise have you have something else in your life that you think about um, uh, and that creates a way of thinking maybe that wasn't there before but it's because you're dealing with the practical situation of having a human being for whose life you're responsible absolutely so but that's it. it. All it all it is is it it gives you a piece of um, love. It gives you a lovely piece of love, mm. but it also gives you um, a piece of responsibility. You didn't have to think about it before. I, definitely, I think in many ways I'm less wise as a parent. Although maybe more wise than I was five years ago. But I don't think that's got anything to do with parenting. You're just a lot more tired as well. Well, I start work at seven these days, and I'm not really very good at getting up in the morning. So, hey, oh no, I don't mean. I, I just mean a, generally, parents. I've got to cycle in as well, and it's like. Do you today, cycle? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did I not mention I bought a bike? When did you start cycling? Oh um, goodness! I, I should have told you. But then, but then that's the other thing. The flip side is that not so much from my perspective because I don't really care what. In in a lot of ways, I don't really care what other people think, but. Um, the pressure it puts on people, especially when you bear in mind that not everybody is in their 40s by the time they have children, or not everybody is, is relatively settled and they've been in a bunch of relationships or whatever. This idea that everybody's... You just instinctively know what to do, James. Don't worry about it. Mm. Don't 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 be scared uh, about, uh, about um, the... the uh, baby that's going to be coming into your life because you just instinctively know everybody just instinctively knows that is one of the most poisonous and pernicious things mm. and it's so widespread um it's just it's just such a lie it's such complete bullshit there racism's are certain things worse, you'd mind sorry racism's worse oh yeah yeah for sure but um <laughs> but you know racism only affects minorities whereas this affects uh uh Everybody and all lives matter, as we know. All, all lives matter, uh, yeah. Um, but the uh, yeah, I just, I just find that I just find that one the worst, the 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 worst thing that people say to parents. Like you have a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is, um, I did, I, I in the chat, I've just put lol, uh, and then realised that actually, I I probably need to do it an out loud laugh. Um, otherwise, that's a lie. <laughs> you did. There's lots of there's lots of bike biking hilarity going on in yeah. the in the chat room. But it is, um, yeah. I think like the one thing I'm a little bit guilty of is when people are worried uh, are worried that they're not going to be very good at parenting, um, and they're worrying about it all the time. Because I think mm. that the one thing the one thing that probably is a good sign 
is that you care enough to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty good. It's better than sort of blithely crashing into it, albeit that, that being something that I actually probably did a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just, oh, it's such nonsense. Talking about being a parent. Are we parents? I've, that's what I've, this podcast's about. This is two grown men. It's a podcast. Hell, I was just about to about talk parenting. about a parenting thing. I, I can't believe it. I, oh, you were going to go and do a, the intro, weren't you? I feel like I've done it. You go ahead and do that. That's fine. Wow, this Spider-Man's really, really posable. Oh, shit. Those fingers aren't meant to be posed. Um, Thanks for asking me about being a best man. No, go on. I am... Um, this is uh, Two Grown Men. This is a podcast ostensibly about parenting. You can listen to all of our previous episodes at twogrownmen.net. That's the number two. Uh, no hyphens or anything like that, except for the dot, the dots there, uh, .net. Uh, you can talk to the podcast on Twitter at 2GMPod or on Facebook at uh, Two Grown Men. There's actually a page for it. And you can talk to James and I on Twitter. I am Nick Site, N-I-X-S-I-G-H-T. And James is... The Cum Guy. Yes, the cum guy. Uh, he's James' mom. And if you want to support us uh, financially, you can do that. You can support this uh, show. And we have issues, which are the comic comic book podcast um, that 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 we do. And uh, that's at patreon.com forward slash WHI. Back to your story, James. So um, I, I've embarked on a, a, a project that will last several months at home. Right. Um, Nicola and I made a decision. I'm going to take a week off, possibly the first week I have available in April. Uh-huh. And I'm going to uh, do some decorating. Oh. But what we've decided, and I've started doing a bit of decluttering and prepare, is we've got two bedrooms in our flat. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got Scarlett's bedroom, which is the smaller of the two, and our bedroom, which is the larger. Uh-huh. Scarlett, Scarlett's kind of outgrown her smaller room. It's teeny tiny... And she's a six-year-old girl with stuff. And I keep trying to get her to be brutal with her stuff. But, you know, they like to keep hold of their stuff once they've got it, don't they? They're sort of, they're quite they're quite picky about, well, I've got my stuff and I don't really want to get rid of this stuff. I like to keep hold of my stuff. Yeah, so what we've decided to do is we're going to swap. We're going to swap the rooms around. So Wait, but- she's going to have a big room and we're going to have the little teeny tiny room. But your bed's not going to fit in that room. Oh, yeah, it is. Easily. Easily. But not with you being able to get round it and stuff. No, it'll have to be a climb over affair. But luckily, me and my wife are very fond of each other. And we don't mind a little bit, a tiny bit of clambering. Yeah, It won't okay. be a lot of clambering. It'll be a tiny bit of clambering. I understand. It's fine. It'd be nice, you know. And who knows? Sexy times might ensue after that. And it'd be all cosy as well. So we're going to move the ward. God, I'm going into too much detail about it now. It's, it's all right. We're going to move our big wardrobe into the hall. Uh-huh. So we won't take that in with us. And then we've got loads of room. But we want Scarlet to have a much bigger room. But we're planning to send her away for a couple of days and spring it on her like they do on um, Surprise Home um, Decorate Show. Can she hear things? Don't let her listen to this podcast. Well, well, in general, we had her hearing tested a couple of years ago and she's got perfect hearing. The, you see, that's the thing that all parents. Did I, I feel say like, that a bit? Did I say that a bit boastfully? Yeah, no, I got, feel like I feel like nearly perfect. nearly all parents go through a stage mm. of either testing their children's hearing mm. or wanting to test their children's hearing, but not quite getting round to it. And no, it always, got, it almost always, weird. it almost always turns out that that children just don't like listening to grown ups. 
No, we Doesn't got make, yeah. funny. We, no, because she had a hearing test at school, and uh, it turns out she didn't like listening the grown up, so she had to go and have another one. Was that what you were going to say? Was that? No, it wasn't what I was going to say. But I thought it would be amusing if I, I disagreed with you then and then repeated repeated what you said. It was sort of, I guess, for comic effect, I suppose. I shouldn't have crashed all over that. Well, I want to know. Okay, so listen, Fucking it's your textbook. house and it's your life. And I, I believe in you. Doctor Alban. Uh, I believe in you, whatever Doctor Alban. He only really had that one here, didn't he? But to be honest, I suppose he got he got across his message in that one song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So maybe yeah. maybe he just figured he'd move on to move on to something else, like yeah. um trying to trying to cure autism by uh by banning all uh, anti vax by banning all vaxing or I Well don't know. maybe maybe <clears throat> Doctor maybe Doctor Alburn's thing was he, he just went round, he, he'd do something for a really short time, be the best at it, yeah. and then move on, do something else for a say. Probably, under an assumed name, I would have thought, wrote a best-selling book. Like Bruce uh, Wayne? Under a different um, under a different name, probably directed a, a hit film. Um, under a different name, uh, invented a cure for... He was probably the bloke who came up with a drugs, drugs combination for AIDS. Oh yeah, that sounds like something yeah. he'd have done. He was a doctor. And, yeah, and I think um like the the song was just like a declaration of this freewheeling lifestyle he was leading. It's my life. Well and you wanted to do pop music. So, something about a worry, I dunno. And uh, stop stop and believe me. He's um and also, among all those other things he wanted to nail, he wanted to mm. nail the pop song. And I think yeah. that he got in created one of the, yeah. the most classic songs of our time yeah. yours and my time specifically because yeah. we've lived scored, that long scored a bullseye mate in my book and and then and then said I've done it I don't I don't need yeah. to I don't need to worry about it anymore if yeah. the Beatles had been just a little bit better they could have nailed it on their first album they wouldn't have yeah. to keep going into old age themselves they had a lot of tries I mean isn't it funny as well the the more Paul McCartney tried the less able he was to do it is that funny what is the what is the point of simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I've been this has been bugging me all week. We put our Christmas tree up. We always listen to Christmas songs, and uh, the, the one of the Christmas songs that came on was uh, "A Wonderful Christmas Time" by Paul McCartney and um, and some other people. It wasn't a Wings song, even though I think all of the people around him were probably Wings people. And so the video came on on YouTube and. It's it's an awful song and a demented video and you just like it makes me like Merry Christmas War is over, which is a song I don't really like very much. He was much. he was really phoning it in at that point in his career though, wasn't he? I think he was having quite a comfortable, nice lifestyle. And he was just he was really he was just Yeah. I'm stepping I'm stepping a little bit on I think it was Jeff Davis, but it might have been Dan Harmon on Harmontown who 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 did a they did a whole bunch of stuff about this on a show a couple of years ago, but um, yeah, if you if you listen to that song, it's it's basically the audio version of phoning it in. There are even bits it, where he yeah. says there's something something, and that's enough. <laughs> Simply having a wonderful Christmas. It's like they they can't get through a line. Sorry, with their enthusiasm on? intact. I was writing that down, so that was something something. Sigh. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That and those are the lyrics. Let's print it. Have you? <laughs> nice. That's a wrap. Yeah. Um, that's in the can. 
And sound speed. No, that's uh, Gino from uh, Comedy Bang Bang. That's naughty. I stole that. Um, um, no, I've got a question for you. Do you... Um, no, let me ask this another way. My favourite Christmas <laughs> album... No one's yeah. stopping you. <laughs> My my fa- my favorite Christmas album is Bare Naked for the Holidays. What's yours? Do I like? I don't really know many Christmas albums, but I like Bare Naked for the Holidays. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's got a really nice mix of. I like the Hanukkah songs. song. Uh, yes, a Hanukkah, Hanukkah. No, 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 we like the candles of Hanukkah. Oh yeah, mm. I don't like that one. Oh, I love that one. Oh, it's nice. That's my favorite one. It makes me wish I was Jewish. Also, um, I, I, am, I wish it meant something to me spiritually. I am very partial to the South Park Christmas album, even though I haven't listened to it for a really, really long time. Mm. No, I, don't I really it. like um, I really like the Hanukkah song, and um, their version of it is really, really good because loads of loads of people keep joining in when they when they decide to do musical comedy on the South Park thing. When the, mm. when Trey Parker and Matt Stone decide to do that stuff. They really, really nail it. I think they do. I um, I have to say, Bob Dylan's "Christmas in the Heart" is a is a treat. I've got the lyrics up. What to Bob Dylan's? It's almost like you weren't listening to me. <laughs> no, were, Bob Dylan. It's almost said... like it was almost like you were focused on um, doing an amusing bit. No, and no, you, and you weren't is listening. He, um, is he? Did he actually accept that award that they gave yeah. him? Yes. Yes. Is that him accepting the award? Yes. See, I can't do voices, so that's not really fair. So, uh, wonderful Christmas time starts. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you leave a pause between the lines? Okay. The mood is right. Blomp, blomp, blomp. The spirit's up. Blomp, 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 blomp. We're here tonight. Blomp, 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 blomp. And that's enough. Blomp, 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 blomp. That doesn't even fucking rhyme. It doesn't. The party's on. The feeling's here. That only comes this time of year. It's like, yeah, well, just, you know, there's nothing were, innately were, special about Christmas. They were married with children at the time, so it was sort of, you know, high days and holidays, wasn't it? The choir of children sing their song. Ding dong, ding. Dong. Oh God, ah. I'm just remembering it all. God, I'm yeah, but that what, you're, what you're leaving out as well is the complex vocalizations that he's got going on around that. The you complex vocalizations. So, so, so a lot of it is to do with the composition as well, not just the lyrics. It's a whole piece. You're being really unfair on him. Yeah, it is. It's a whole piece deliberately designed. Oh, to, hold on, to hold on. Sorry, suck the it, life it's, out. It's hilarious, right? Nicholas, come into the room that we're doing the podcast in, and you know, like when you're trying to be super quiet. Yeah. But for some reason, everything creaks extra loud when you're trying to be it. It was brilliant. It was like at one point, Nicky had the door and was just going backwards and forwards, <laughs> trying to stop it squeaking. But but the more she tried to stop it squeaking, the more it squeaked. It's Is she funny. still there? Oh, I don't know what she's doing. She seems happy enough, though. <laughs> Is she still there, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Nicky. Nick says hi. There you go. Okay. That was bre- that's quite breathy, wasn't it? I feel like we pressured her into. Look, I try not to judge people. Mm. Uh, on well, no, that's not true. I judge people all the time. I try not to judge people based and on appearances. Fail. 
or things or things that are wrong with them. How else in... you meant to judge someone? No, I mean things that are physically wrong with them. Oh, but okay. I was in well, I was in a meeting with a lady today. Fair. And this was this wasn't I didn't think she was a bad person or anything. Yeah. But I was in a meeting with a lady today who had this really peculiar I don't know if it was a condition or a nervous tick or something where she was out of breath the whole way through like she had to take a, a, a breath after every sentence and she was doing most of the talking. So she was taking the <gasps> breath after every <gasps> mm. and it, it just really made me anxious. It really, really stressed me out. I just wanted it to calm down. I wanted to stop talking. I wanted it to get out of the room. Will he just calm the fuck down? Yeah, I don't yeah. and I don't think she could help it. She was like a lovely enough person, but she just um, was just such a wheezy old bastard. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, what was it like being a stag do? I think that's about all we've got time for today. I th- I think it I think it is though. Yeah. No, we got five minutes. I don't even uh, need a piss. You know it the was, um, um, it was you fine. Know, you know your dream story. Yes. Last week, mm. I started needing the toilet about thirty seconds into that. Brilliant! Oh, you did really? Yes, yeah, we I took did. a long time. It really to go did. That. I um I said to you for maybe for future shows I uh, I also found all of the old blog pieces I did for um mom yeah back in the day and some of that early stuff was really snarky so I thought I'd um I'll I'll try and fish out some of the stuff that particularly curls my toes. That's, I mean, you are you are going to have to do some you are going to have to do some quality control yeah. um and make sure it's bad enough because because yeah. as I said to you and as I said to you when you mentioned that to me mm. like. You're not consistently mm. um, a, an appalling writer. No, but there's definitely some snark that we wrote unnecessarily. And I'd quite like to take some of those snark pieces and kind of deconstruct where I was coming from and, and you know, analyse the mind of a really lazy writer. See, the thing is, you know, when people say, oh, people who write snark, they're just lazy. You know, they're only doing it because it's easy. I can say that because I know, because when we started the the website... Because we were trying, we were all trying to do three pieces a week. Yeah. And and when you're trying to create a high quantity of work, you know the the easiest way to do that is to go to really easy places. So we just used to snark on stuff because it was easier to bang it out than actually taking time to appraise something, think about it, and we were just being so lazy. So I totally get where it comes from is, you know, you want to do something, you're passionate about it, but you end up taking shots at it because you're too fucking lazy to do it properly. I think, I mean, I have a bit of I have a bit of trouble because I've never found that that easy. Actually, to I, be fair, I, in my de- I'm just going to say in my defence, the very first time I was called out on it, I stopped it immediately. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm pretty good at being nasty to individual people in a public setting. But I've never really been able to to tear apart. Well, no, that's not true. Sometimes I don't, like. I really didn't like Civil War. I can be quite nasty about that film. Anyway, um, yeah, I I think it's some, some of Ken Burns' best work. Be honest, yeah. <laughs> how do I how do I ask this question? Did you write any of the Green Lantern stuff? Oh, that horrible comic we did. No, oh, well, I don't. Oh. I don't know if Mate, you did a horrible comic, but oh, there was, was no. A, we did some I, horrible stuff, like I, stuff I'm genuinely ashamed of. I am. Um, I read some. I read some stuff that I wrote, uh, probably about the same time that you're talking about. Probably about yeah. ten years ago now, mm. 
and um, I I was surprised by how liberal I was with just throwing throwing in dead prostitutes. Yeah, it surprised yeah, it's, me. It's horrible when you read something that you wouldn't possibly think in the way you do now. It, it's you, you know it's it's you know it, it's like you die a million deaths in your life because you look back at a person that you were what you think is a relatively um, short time ago and you're so de- I'm so different for the man I was 10 years ago so unrecognisably different it freaks I, me out I'm just not entirely sure what I was getting at a lot of the time so it's like I've I've always been I, I was really really right on when I was a teenager mm. oh yeah like, me too tiringly right on but yeah Ben and, um, told us we had to be so we were yeah what happened to him Oh, I'm not sure. I think he sank into uh, 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 obscurity. I think he's, ma- I think he's, he's be- making he's- musicals or something he's, now, isn't he's it? Be- he's become a, a cult hero because, you know, a bit like Bill Hicks. Imagine <laughs> imagine how people would talk about Ben Elton now if he died in 1991. Um, I think I think they'd probably be a bit nicer about him. <laughs> he reincarnated as John Oliver. I think James is probably right. <laughs> I think, I, 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 unless you have something else you wanna you wanna talk about, I I see nine o'clock as my natural break off point. And oh yeah, I, I considering like we had nothing to talk o'clock. about, you've done awful well. Yeah, I just, you know, I just opened my heart and it spills mm. out. Yeah. So shall I put that um that blue bowl I've got with those cut up names and body parts to one side again for another? We'll do that one day. We'll play that game one day. We'll do the mix-ups game one day. You've been so, How long have we known each other? Uh, we have known each other, what, eight, nine years now? You've been saying that since about the second week I met you. One day. We'll do, we'll do, some, we'll do some more specials and stuff next year, so we'll do it eventually. I've got okay. ideas. I've got ideas and ambitions for next year. Good. Well, I'm mm. glad. Ambitions are good, because yeah. um, I, I have pretty much given up on, like, I'm going to do my best... For my kids, because you know I've brought them into this mess, I've I've got to I've got to try and make it work. Mm. But I don't I don't have a really good feeling about next year. So. Oh, it's going to be fun. Do you know what? On a on a personal basis, so the world has happened outside, and the world concerns me, and I feel like it's a less pleasant planet. But my personal twenty sixteen has been a really positive one of getting well. And yeah. getting better, and I, you know, uh, I think sort of as two thousand and six closes out, I feel I'm more aware of myself in a positive way. I feel like me and my family are in a better place. So it's weird. I find that I, you know, twenty sixteen's been a personal, a really a, a positive personal year, whereas it's been such a dire year for. I don't the 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 dead personalities thing. I take with a pinch of salt. You think the nineteen sixties is when the cult of celebrity started um and we we've got into a place now where you know celebrities are all hagelized aren't they and it, 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 we're obsessed by them so of course as these people from the 60s and 70s get older they're going to die and of course we're going to be more obsessed about it because we think and obsess about celebrity more now than we did in years gone by so you know of of course it's a dreadful year when lots of celebrities died and do you know what in 2016 uh, 2017 lots of people are going to die and in 2018 
lots of people are going to die. And then by 2019, there's going to be a Holocaust. And then in 2020, <laughs> fewer people are going to die. So, yeah. And then, like, from 2020 onwards, after the Holocaust, then it's all Star Trek from there, isn't it? So, okay. So, what you're telling me is you're all right. Well, no, I mean, I, I look at me. I won't, I mean, I'm a bit fitter than I was, but I'm on like, um, I'm on prescribed medications. I, I really don't need civilization to collapse. Yeah, that's true. I've got a You'd vested be... interest in civilization keeping going. You don't even really want the NHS to collapse. Because if you watch, yeah. If you watch, um, if you watch Mad Max, how many prescribing pharmacists do you see in the Mad Max films? Look, listen, right. I have seen people who look more grotesque than either of us yeah. do just fine in the Mad Max future. Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. I'll tell you, as I'll tell you as... what. I'm too fat for a gyrocopter. I'm telling you that for <laughs> now. But you could you could easily be that that dude in mm. the last one with the um, you know the albinoy guy. With all the the water and, I the, think that sounds vaguely racist. The harem and um, um, vaguely racist to who? Albino people. Oh shit! I hadn't thought that they were people. They're real <laughs> people, aren't they? They really exist. Um, I I I really think it's. Do, do you know why? In particular, it's time to go. Do you know tonight? I've I've upgraded my PC to Windows Seven and then immediately to Windows Ten. How's that for living? That's amazing. What a time to be alive. Yeah, that's living, isn't it? That is living. That is living all right. Yeah. So I'm going to go and see if my wheezy old shitbag has successfully um, fucked everything up. That is an awful thing to say about... Insert beloved family member <laughs> name here. <laughs> Your mama. <laughs> yes, I think... <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> I think that it's time to go. I was laughing yeah. at you, and then I made made the mistake of looking in the chat room and started yeah. laughing at something our chat room uh, guest was saying as well. Thank, <laughs> thank you for, for staying with us, James. Thank you for being with us, James. It was lovely. It's nice to have someone to show off in front of. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. This is what's been missing. Yeah, and if you would, if you would like to be a person that we show off in front of, you can listen to us on Mondays from about eight o'clock on our Mixler account. Yes, yes, that you can. sounded Where like there was that? more to that sentence. It ended really weirdly, didn't it? It did. It's the other ten percent. If you follow us on Twitter mm. or on um, um, Facebook, we mm. we will announce uh, episodes there as well. But yeah. yeah, bookmark it. Do people use bookmarks? I don't. Yeah, know. they do. Have um, sure ha- do. have a good evening, James, and have a good evening, Nick. I'll probably talk to you again when I finish playing the theme tune. Have a good evening, James. That's a bit inside baseball, but it's all good. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.